Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 10, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live on Wednesday on Facebook uh, throughout the season. Richie is not here right now. He's running a bit late, so I'll do my little greeting to um, Paul instead. Evening, Paul. How are you going? Um, Evening, I'm fine, and uh, I've, 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 I, I see how you, you want to be the main man and just belittle me in the corner. Yeah, how, 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 exactly. How, oh, dearie me. And for our shtick at the end of the show, I almost called you Simon too. So, um, oh, oh, I, I can I, I can be Richie the favorite, the uh, the housewife's <laughs> favorite for the, uh, the for the start of the show. Exactly. So um, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at eight pm, you can also catch our show via the podcast at iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 7, and an update of our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other, um, before previewing Round 8 and making our picks, and then ending with uh, Super League. So it should be a good show, and I think Richard's here too, isn't he, Paul? Yeah, but Richard, you look, 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 look how Brad wants to be the main man now. And yeah. he, he's the it's talent. Where does the, where does the, 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 side, the um, uh, side show bobs? Hey, that's what I am. That's that's what I am. That's what I am. It's the standoff with Brad and Richie, not the standoff <laughs> with Richie and Brad, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, so how how was your, your weekend, uh, Richie, before we move on? Mm, yeah, weekend was good. Thanks, Brad. Um, hope yours is good too. I'm... Currently, most of my family's ditched me, and it's just myself and my little hurricane three-year-old right now. So my weekend was better than what my today is. Hence why I've I've just rushed in right now, and um, yeah, wouldn't recommend. Just get a cage. Yeah, um, that's all you need. But um, yeah, we may as well jump straight into the top stories of the week. Um, first one, um, I said Paul can jump on in this too because um, it's a serious issue for, for all sports, I guess. But um, there was a bit of hair pulling in the weekend, Richie. Um, 
Um, obviously, Tyson Frizzell um, pulled Jerome Lewise here. Um, Gordon Tellis lost his mind about it, probably due to the fact that he hasn't been able to grow here for a couple of decades um, and saying that Jerome should just cut his hair. Um, now, and, and he had some good points in there upon the um, the old man screaming at the clouds, but um, he said, like, Frizzell wasn't going for the hair. He was going for the jersey and the hair got in the way, um, which happens with long hair. And um, I think the penalty was a bit harsh. I know penalties for deliberate hair pulls um, should be around. We've even seen that, I think, last year. Was it last year with um, um, Leilua, I think, got his hair pulled? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this one where it's an accidental and you can clearly see it was accidental when – Luai didn't blow up about it. I think they should have been a little bit better. Um, and yeah, Christopher said it thought it was disguised. To be honest, just braid it or put it up. Yeah, put it in a nice little ponytail like I've got right now because I didn't want my hair getting pulled tonight. So um, what, what's your take on it as the two uh, short-haired individuals on the show? If I were, if I were the referee or one of the officials, uh, thankfully I'm not, um, I would have said play on. Uh, they they had the benefit of looking back at it, at the footage, and he's grabbed around the jersey region. It's He hasn't gone in to try and grab a bunch of hair. It's just Luai's got a bunch of hair hanging down in the way. Come on, Paul. The, um, well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I don't understand why players have um, big, bushy, long hair anymore. Because uh, a bit like, um, so I mean, one of these ones I've, I've uh, discussed with, um, it's obviously a sensitive topic because I was, I was watching the, I was actually in media at the women's um, Super Rugby. Um, I said, look, why, why do women have the long hair? I mean, in these, uh, and also big beards as well. For, for, for I understand why Brad props do, but other, other, but other, other players. I mean, in this kind of, in I'm this feeling era, attacked here, Paul. In this era of, of, of marginal games <laughs> where you, 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 you're obviously getting hot, you need to cool down. The more hair you've got, the more facial hair you've got, the more you're going to heat up, right? So surely by having it shaved off, having shorter hair uh, is actually a, uh, from a performance point of view, is better. Um, look, deliberate hair pulling is should be penalised, absolutely. I didn't see this incident. Um, I've seen a picture of it. Uh, and I was going to like, oh, it's disgusting pulling hair. You shouldn't be, if it would, but if it was an accident. But then again, look, tackle properly. Why the hell are you grabbing people's jerseys? Put your shoulder in. Yeah. Get a proper tackle on. None of this um, grabbing people's jerseys is. Uh, they, they should all be wearing. Uh, perhaps we should just have um, the. the uh, you should be a team for life. Have your have your jersey tattooed on, um, and no jerseys at all. So then you can't grab jerseys. That, that's my answer for it. I, I, I wouldn't like that myself. Um, it feels like I've got a jersey tattooed if I'm wearing one. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I first I, I won't take offence to your your sticks at people with beards and long hair, um, but yeah, like Mark Roberts has kind of said there, it's really hard for me to be um, unbiased on this because I don't like Luai, and um, it's probably the closest thing we're going to get to someone um, you know punching him in the him. face, yeah. which is what he deserves at the moment with his <laughs> attitude. But um, yeah, and see, Simon disagrees with you, Paul, about beards. Um, oh, look, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not manly, and that's I, I get that. And I'm talking about from a performance point of view that it, that should give you a hot face, right? It doesn't let all you, it doesn't let the sweat get get away, um, and it will become a soggy mess, a sort of soggy mat that weighs down your face if you're not careful. Depending on how big yes. your beard. 
that that's that's why I'm the weight I am. It's because of my beard. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, but yeah, um, Graham Elzey, he was asked about, and he, he basically didn't want to make an opinion. He kind of just said the refs were were in trouble either way. So um, yeah, he he did re-specify though that the penalty is for a deliberate hair pull, um, which I didn't think this was. But yeah. Um, Interesting to see. We'll see this week if um, Luai's, you know, done his hair up all pretty or not. Um, but, yeah, next bit of news. Um, I wanted to kind of be a bit nicer to the Tigers this week, so I don't think I've got them, but I'm going at the Dragons again, Richie. Um, surprise, surprise. The Dragons decided that they um, didn't want to play by the rules, and um, they named Jacob Little to start at hooker in the weekend just gone, um, an hour before kickoff, which is the last time you can make changes. And then they decided to start Moses Mbai instead. Um, you're meant to get an interchange deducted for that, but they didn't get one deducted and used all eight interchanges during the game. Um, Graham Allersley came out and said that it's it's done now, um, but Andrew Abdo will be looking into it to see if there is going to be um, a further punishment for the breaking of the rules. Um, it could be it could be a fine or it could just be a warning. So as of an hour ago when I was checking up on news again, um, there was no word either way. But um, what's your take on that? It seems like a very amateurish kind of thing for an NRL team to do by mistake. It does, doesn't it? Um if they've breached the rules, which it looks like they did, then there should be some sort of consequences. Um, Kick I'd probably, them from the I'd no, yeah, I knew you would say that. I'd probably be fine with a a fine of of sorts, given that they already lost the game anyway and, and missed yeah. the two points, which is a good good result anyway for you if you're Brad. <laughs> so uh, I think I'd be all right with a fine. Yeah, Mark's asked the question, so should they lose an interchange this week? That would be an interesting punishment as well, to say you only get seven this week. Um, I don't think they're going to get anything. I, I think it'll just be a don't do it again, please. Yeah, they lost um, the game. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was funny. Um, next bit, um, Richie's favourite commentator, Blocker Roach. Um, he hit out at Ed Cossey. Um, this week for staying down um, after it looked like Kossi got a high shot. Um, but then as soon as the Warriors got a penalty, he jumped up and was right as rain. Um, he said he was milking and it needs to be eliminated from the game. We've talked about it a bit about milking before. I still stick with my, if you get a penalty for a high shot, take the player off for an HIA and then you will eliminate milking because no one's going to want to go off um, unless they're desperate for an interchange that they don't have, I guess. But um, what's your take? I just find it interesting. He picked out Ed, Ed Cossey. Uh, you you really is that surprised? <laughs> um, not really, but if you look at a weekend worth of rugby league, you could pick out at least a dozen of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just adding um, adding evidence to, <laughs> to what people already think, that he hates the Warriors. <laughs> I do. I want to give Blocker some credit, though, in the commentary I've had to listen to from him this year. He has stopped saying that the Warriors get to, uh, looking tired. Mm. So, um, yeah, that shows some form of growth, I guess. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. As I said, I, I think to eliminate milking, you've got to bring in things like an HIA, and that should stop some of it. Um, I don't think it was that bad, but unfortunately, sometimes you have to lie down a bit longer to actually get a penalty. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. I yeah, no, I don't really like one of our players doing it, but every other team does it so to gain an advantage. So would was, we be missing the boat if we didn't do it? It was a winger. Your wingers are allowed to do it, you know. They're, they're usually yeah. the, the softest in the team. So um, we'll go with that. No, no offence, because he, he will come beat me up. Don't want that. Um, and then next bit of news, we'll go to the Raiders. Um, I know there's no game um, for them this week, so we've got to talk about them at some point. Um, but Jack Whiten's announced his retirement from rep footy, um, saying that winning the World Cup was a fitting way to end and he wants to focus on winning a premiership and spending more time with his family. There's been lots of rumours and stuff in there about he was upset that he didn't get picked in the last game of Origin and rah Um That's all just rumours, though. Um, I'm just going with the quote that he said. Um, what's your take on on Whiten? Um, you know, he did pretty well for your New South Wales um, team in game one last year. Obviously, he had COVID game two and then didn't get picked game three. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I thought he was probably the best player on game one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, As a New South Wales supporter, it's, it's a bummer because he, you know, he does do well in that arena um, and he... He's kind of built for it, you know, as a number 14 coming off the bench, he's pretty much ideally suited to it because he covers a number of positions really well, um, runs hard, tackles hard. Um, but, you know, that's his choice. I don't know what he's going to do contract-wise going forward if he wants to concentrate on trying to win a premiership. Um, I don't I don't want don't to offend Simon, but yeah, he, he might want to move if he wants wants to win a premiership. Um, well, to be brutally honest, at the moment, it's they were talking Raiders or Dolphins. They've now there's rumours that the Rabbitohs might be interested too. Yeah, um, but I don't see the Raiders or the Dolphins winning a premiership in where the next the, couple of years. Where do the Rabbitohs fit him in if they were to sign him? Centre, maybe the other side, the other centre across from Campbell Graham um, on the yeah. other side. I don't know yeah. because Cody seems to have the number six sewn up. Um, Latrell obviously has got the fullback spot. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would have to be centre. Um, yeah, because everywhere else, you know, if you want to throw them at lock, they've already got a pretty handy one there. Yeah. Um, Only the yeah. best. <laughs> yeah. The halves, the halves are sorted. Um, yeah. Fullbacks, so, yeah, it'd have to be centre. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm sure we're going to get news on that later on in the season when there's a decision made. So we can talk about it there. Um, just a little one, um, just interesting. Um, Trent Robinson's made a big call and dropped Sam Walker to reserve grade this year. Um, or this this week, this, week. this year. Um, what's your take on that? I, I know you were a big fan of the Roosters in our preseason prediction. Um do you, do you like Walker getting dropped, or has he just been a scapegoat? I think a, a little bit of it is he's a scapegoat. I don't. If you've watched their games, I don't think he's been particularly bad. I think no. it's been 
probably the team as a whole with errors and, and really poor discipline that's been letting them down. Um, yeah. So I do feel like he's a little bit of a scapegoat there. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but he's he's young, you know, getting dropped to reserve grade's not gonna it's not hurting his career or anything. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll bounce back from it. Um not too much because I don't want you to win the prediction this year. So um we'll move on from that and go into um the match review committee. I found some stats which I thought was interesting. Um there were some stats from last year's first seven rounds to this year in terms of um charges. So in 2022, there were 41 charges in the first seven rounds. And in 2023, there's been 73 charges. Um, and these are just the charges that were either found guilty or had an early guilty plea. Um, they, I know the NRL have come out and said there's been no changes to the guidelines, um, but it's a big jump for no reason. Um really it, i suppose you've got a lot of hip drops now but um what's your take on that i think there was a sin binning stat that i forgot to write down and mm. the sin binnings have gone through the roof as well and the sin binnings were bad last year too yeah it's hard for me to sit back and listen to them say that they haven't had any changes in what you know what they're ruling on this year when you see the amount of hip drops it's way more than last year um yeah it seems like that's that's the um, flavor of the week for the officials. So, yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy so far. You know, it's taking me back to the high tackle crackdown um, mm. around Magic Round a couple of years ago, where they just went crazy with the sin bins. It it feels like that at the moment. It's just they seem very trigger happy on the sin bins. Yeah, and um, Mikey said it's revenue gathering. I did forget, sorry, to write down they had the, the value as well, like how much money and charges they had in the first seven rounds last year compared to this year. It was a significant jump. Um, so, yeah, it's um, helping helping them buy the next uh, Bugatti, I guess, um, for Graham and Andrew. So, um, yeah. Well, I guess if you go by the trajectory, first seven rounds next year, we should be looking at 100. I don't know. If it yeah. keeps going the way it's going. Yeah. Um, so tune back in a year's time to see what we say about it then. Um, but since we talked about him, we may as well keep going with Graham because he loves talking about the games. Um, he actually revealed that Penrith could have won Saturday night's Golden Point Thriller against Newcastle in regulation time, admitting that um, the referee would have been within his rights to award a rare three-point field goal. Because um, obviously the, the Panthers were trailing by one with a couple of minutes ago. Um, Cleary got the field goal um, to even the scores, but he was taken out by Lachlan Fitzgibbon, um, which caused a little bit of a, a scuffle, um, but there was no penalty for it. Um, but he was saying that should have been a penalty in his belief um, and let them win. What's your take on that? I didn't think there was a lot in it. I just thought Nathan Cleary's chin got in the way. Yeah, come on, that's a, that's a bit harsh, mate. But yes, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's a bit of leeway. Like it's a, a you know, game changing situation where you're trying to stop a guy doing a field goal, so you're trying to charge. Uh, there wasn't much in it. Um, His arm brushed him. I think there was an element of milking there too. Maybe I'm just being cynical, but yeah. Um, but flowing on from that, um. Heaps of the media in Australia, um, they obviously really love the Knights, but 
they're saying they need to be changes to the golden point because it was unfair that the Knights got no points for that game when they didn't even get a chance to hold the ball and golden golden point. To be honest, I'm happy with it to stay the same. If you can't win in 80 minutes, I put it like boxing or UFC. If you can't stop the fight in your own and you leave it to the judges in the end, it's completely your fault if you lose, and that's how I see overtime. Um, you know, there is going to be a chance where you go up against a team that just refuses to let you get touch the ball. Mm. Defend better, stop them from getting close enough. Um, you can. It's fair to say the Knights' defense in that drive wasn't the best. Mm. Um, but what do you think? Would you like to see changes? I know Buzz had this big multi-faceted um, thing yeah. where you got four points for a win and all this. It just nah. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like what Buzz was proposing. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy with status quo, to be honest. I, if a game goes to Golden Point, I don't know. I find it exciting teams having a shootout for a for a field goal. The other argument is just take it out and just go with the draw. And another suggestion I've heard is make it golden try. So if you want to kick a field goal and go ahead, go ahead on the scoreboard, go for it but the game doesn't stop unless you score a try. That's similar to the NFL model, which is what a lot of people are looking at. So if yeah. you go into overtime in the NFL and you kick a field goal, the other team gets one drive to either to, to win the game um, after that. But if you score mm. a touchdown, it's game over. Mm. So in that same scenario, if Nathan Cleary, instead of doing a field goal, you know, dummied a field goal and flicked it out to Taruva and they scored, it would still be a win without the Knights touching the ball. Yeah. What about Simon's idea here that uh, actually both the teams get one point and the the, uh, the golden point scorer gets an extra point? So they see, get then, you're, then you're rugby way. union, Paul, and you're giving people points for losing. I don't like it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I don't like. Yeah, but you win the game or you don't. At the end of the game, aren't they? Well, so, no, because um, the team won at the end in golden point. Um, but yeah, like Jacob said, a draw is a draw. The golden point stuff is a marketing tool. It makes it exciting, I guess, um, to that point. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I know there's never going to be a solution that makes everybody happy. Yeah. Um, and you know, it'll, yeah. How many times have we seen teams that we thought you know that was a bit hard done by? But we've already seen this year teams that haven't been able to win in golden point and get a draw. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They'll they'll keep talking about it, and um, they'll probably never change it. So yeah. Um, next bit of news. This is very new, Richie. So this wasn't given to you in the show notes. Um, but there's plans in place for New Zealand to have their own version of the Australia's um, Australians Prime Minister's team, um, with a second national team proposed as part of a revamp pathway for New Zealand. Um, I grabbed the whole lot, so I'm just going to cherry pick out of it. But, um, yeah, it's a model the Australians use. England always use it as well with the England Knights. Um, and Michael Maguire, who's just signed on again as Kiwis coach, is backing it. Um, they believe that this side could play internationals against Pacific Islanders and even take on the Australian Prime Minister's team, um, with most of the squads being made up of uncapped test players alongside more experienced players not required in the full Kiwi squad. Um, there's a, yeah, my response is actually very similar to what Christopher's just put. Um, in addition to the return of the junior Kiwis, which haven't played since before COVID, they believe it's a potentially 
a way to get um, New Zealand players, uh, around 75 New Zealand players playing international style games every year. Um, the Greg Peters, the NZRL CEO, said it's not like, likely to happen this year, but it is part of their plans. Um, like I've said, with like Christopher said, um, I want them to get games for the Kiwis first before we start talking about, you know, having um, a junior Kiwis uh, top side and a prime minister's team trying to get games. We can't even get Australia, the Kangaroos, to play the Kiwis. So how are we going to get them? Because I know their prime minister's team, they love taking it to Papua New Guinea. Mm. Why would they go, instead of going to Papua New Guinea, we'll play you guys? I just don't. I like the idea as an idea, but I think it, it's a long way off. You've got to actually get internationals back first. Yeah. But what's, I don't, what's I don't, your take? I don't see it as a priority over internationals. I'm like yeah. you. I'm like all, all you guys commenting. Um, I'd just love to see more more Kiwis games, more Kiwis versus Kangaroos, more Kiwis versus the Pacific Island teams, more, more, more of that. Yeah, and um, like Christopher said, um, Australia need to move state of origin to consecutive weekends so England can tour New Zealand, vice versa. They're never going to do it, though, but like that one where they had it in the weekend, Richie, and we had, um, you know, we had like Fiji playing, Tonga playing, New Zealand playing. That was like a great weekend of footy. Mm. Um, but it's not that primetime viewing on a Wednesday night that state of origin likes to do. Um but I still think you could do the same time. You could do like New Zealand Tonga, uh, do like a, a series the same night as Origin. But then they don't want to lose their Origin players that play for for Tonga, and yeah. so it's yeah, it's a mess. But um, yeah, I, we'll see what happens. We still we had we talked a few weeks ago about the Four Nations potentially coming back this year. We've heard nothing more on that yet. So let's focus on that first. Um, and hopefully get some footy. And yeah, like Sam said, it's a it's a ratings thing. That's why it's on Wednesdays. Um but yeah, it is what it is. They can still play those on three consecutive Wednesdays. They don't do they? they, they there's always a, there's always a week gap or two week gap. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's more than two weeks, I think. There is a bit of a gap, yeah. Um, but yeah, time will tell. I'm sure we'll get more news about that. So we'll move on to signings, Richie. Not a lot of men's signings, but a handful of the uh, NRLW. Um but the Eels have re-signed Brendan Hands until the end of 2025. Um, Will Kennedy has signed another two years to stay with the Sharks. And the Dolphins um, have extended uh, Connolly uh, Limulu. They get his name wrong all the time. Limuelu. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, until the end of 2025. I think all good all good signings. Brendan Hands has really been playing well since he's kind of started the last few weeks um, yep. getting to play first grade. Connolly has been really good for the Dolphins, um, yep. especially with the likes of Kafusi out. And Will Kennedy is a must-have for the Sharks. Yeah, that goes to the same. Yeah. So, um, and then the the NRLW, I've got a couple. Um, Emma uh, Tongigato um, has signed with the Sharks um, for two years. Massive deal. She's a fantastic player. Uh, ben Murdoch-Masilla's wife, Roxy has been announced to join the Dragons, which isn't much of a surprise since her husband plays yeah. for the Dragons. Um, the Raiders have signed Mackenzie Wiki, um, obviously the daughter of Ruben, um, for, just, it says, just 2023. So I'm kind of holding out hope that 
this is a filler and then when the warriors return she comes back home to the warriors um but she's a very handy player um plays fullback i believe um don't quote me on it but um their raiders also uh, announced that they signed holly may dodd um who has been playing in the english super league and then there was some news today that um kira dip is signed two years to join the cowboys obviously played for the warriors during that COVID campaign yeah. um but what's your takes on on all of those signings that i just threw at you i i think the standout one there is obviously uh tonagato it's one of the best players in the nrlw so uh, that's a massive that's a massive one for the sharks so uh yeah it would be cool to see mckenzie wiki eh? um if if what if and when the nrlw warriors team comes back um see a a father daughter for the club kind of um yeah. kind of combo that'd be cool yeah i believe they're still penciled in for 2025 as i think the desired first year back and the 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 Warriors for Warriors for NRLW, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I know they're just focused on developing players here, um, but we'll go into casualty ward. Um, there's a couple, oh, well, I guess, yeah. late uh, or recently breaking um, on uh, on Fox is that uh, um, uh, the signing of um, Hass. Um, so um, Rugby Australia is after Hass apparently. Yeah. Um, so as, as, as well. Yeah, I had that. It was just, it's just a rumor. And like Mark said, the Aussie union is trying to get everybody um, at the moment. So, um, and I think a lot of player agents are going to be playing this as a, a, a good bargaining chip to get a bit more money in their pocket and their players' pocket. If you're saying, oh, like for Haas, if the Broncos really want him, they're going to add a couple more zeros to mm. keep him so he doesn't potentially go to union. Wherever he ends up, it's going to be a very good payday. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, casualty ward now. Um, Bulldogs, Richie. Um, they're running out of players. They're running out of players to get injured, to be honest. I don't know yeah. how this is happening. Um, they've got uh, Jacob Carras is going to miss three weeks after getting a grade two MCL. And they look certain. I didn't check the team name to see if he's in there, but Jake Averillo. Um, has injured his knee. Um, do you know if he was named this week, Richie? I don't think he. I don't think he was named. Uh, hold on. I'd have to double check that. I'm double checking right now. Um, so there were also injuries to Andrew Davy, who injured his finger, and Braden Burns injured his foot, which means the Bulldogs now have a casualty water of their own of ten players. Um, Jake Averillo has been named. Oh yes. So we can take it back to nine. Nine is still bad. I think the Warriors and a couple of other teams, because I looked at the whole breakdown, I think there's like two or three teams, Warriors being one of them, that have seven. Mm. Um, but nine, when you've got a, a squad of, you know, at best you can have 30, it's 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 making things tough for the Bulldogs, um, which is very unfortunate. Um, and it's not like they're just losing all the young guys. They're losing some, some decent tough. key players in there yeah. too. So um, what's your take on the poor old Bulldogs? Yeah, Karaz is a massive one because he's been playing the house down. They already yep. lost Josh Adokar on the other side of the field, so um, they're going to be rolling out some some pretty inexperienced guys on the flanks, uh, already running with a pretty inexperienced pack. They're almost running out with their New South Wales Cup side. Um, yeah, which so I'm looking, 
I'm looking. Sorry, uh, I'm looking. Their wingers are Declan Casey and Braden Burns, so we can take it down to eight. So it's yeah. not that bad. Um, it's only one more than us. Um, but yeah, so their their back three are Haynes, Perham, Declan Casey, and Braden Burns, which isn't you know the greatest back three. Um, and then yeah, they they still got Burton though at least. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, Andrew Davies been named on the bench, so they're at seven. So what are they complaining about? They got the same amount of injuries as the Warriors. I, Mark said six. Um, whether or not, whether or not all of those guys make it to game day and actually make it out on the field. Yeah, and true, it is six because one of the players that was named on it is playing this week. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, injuries do happen. It's just for some reason some of the teams that sit at the top of the ladder get these lucky runs you look at the panthers the panthers have been very fortunate the last few years to not lose a lot of players you still got guys like the storm without poppenhausen um Mm. and yeah um if they need a prop brass the man um full disclosure before the warriors even existed i was a bulldogs man so i'd happily go play for the doggies um i'd be added to the casualty board very quickly though Uh, sorry i don't know if it would help them but they could pay me minimum wage i'll gladly do it or the judiciary, or the judiciary. Yeah, it'll be one. Of, it'll be one of these <laughs> new sections I would be in, um, as long as they would allow me to keep doing the show, obviously. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we don't recognise the NRL as an, as an authority. We're uh, we're independent, so they they can ban you for as much as you like, and that we'll we'll still have you on. <laughs> yeah, um, and then then the last really big news for injuries was Jason Tomalolo. Um, he's looking at around six weeks. Um, he's been booked in for surgery on his knee. Um, so I guess they decided that um, him trying to soldier through his his little knock wasn't going to do it, especially with how they've been performing. Um, but, yeah, what do you think about the Cowboys? The Cowboys really need him, but, um, yeah, you need him at 100%. You do need him at 100%. It is... Regardless, it is a massive blow because even even with him there, they haven't been travelling well, um, and they're low on troops as well. They they were missing quite a lot of middles on the weekend, and we saw Granville running out at prop. So it's it's not the ideal situation for for the Cowboys, but they want the big man running at a hundred percent, so he's at his best. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we see a decline in some of these injuries because it feels like it's the largest page on my little slides here most weeks because there's so many injuries. But we'll move to yeah. Naughty Boy Corner, which has actually got up a bit, which has made me a bit happy because we only had one last week. Um, we've got four players that are suspended um, this week, Richie. Um, Tui, um, I always get his right. Kamikamika. Kamikamika. Um, he's got two weeks for grade two dangerous contact. Um, Raymond Tuimalo Vainga from the Sea Eagles has got two weeks for a grade two shoulder charge. Kenny Bromwich has got a week for a grade two dangerous contact. And Nat Butcher, um, I believe he's got a week. Um, it was a grade two dangerous contact. I was waiting on the news on if he was fighting it or not. But um, it, I, it was great news seeing that uh, Tui was going to be out this week. And then I saw yeah. that Nelson was back. So yes, yeah. typical. Um, by the way, any you think any of those guys were a bit hard done by? I thought Kenny Brown was stupid. It was yeah ridiculous. Um, uh, it's hard to argue with any of those too much. 
probably says more about me and probably you too that I actually enjoyed watching a few of those. Um, yeah, but hard to argue though. Yeah, and um, yeah, Butcher did enter a guilty girly plea, so yeah. he is out for one week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is. Uh, you gotta gotta behave, these boys. Um, yeah, they're they're not. But yeah, um, at least no no warriors were in trouble. I know um, it looked like we might have had something with chance for a shoulder charge, but that was nothing in um, there. Not taken um, taken further. So yeah. that was good. So we may as well jump into uh, the 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 round that was starting yep. with uh, the Rabbitohs defeating the Dolphins thirty six fourteen. If you want to give us the rundown, yep, you bet. So it was six tries to three. Uh, Campbell Graham with two. He's playing the house down. Cody Walker, so was he. Isaiah Tass, Latrell Mitchell, and Alex Johnston with the tries. Uh, two tries to the Dolphins, former Warrior Ewan Aitken, and Jeremy Marshall-King, who's also going good guns. Uh, what do you make of that one, Brad? Yeah, um, I've got my notes here. Um, South finally got the ears down to single digits, um, which is what I've all only been asking for since the start of the season basically um and when that happens they're hard to stop they have threats all over the park and mm-hmm. when the passes stick the points flow which is what we saw here mm. um what was your take on the on the bunnies yeah slow start um uh, but really poured it on the second kind of like they did when they played the bulldogs recently but um yeah in the second half there they showed what they can do when it all clicks yeah and your thoughts on the dolphins uh, impressive in the first half. Looked like they were really going to make a game of it. Um, the Kenny Bromwich sinburn really hurt them badly. I think the Rabbitohs scored three tries while he was in the sinburn, so that kind of derailed yeah. their chances there in the second half. Yeah, and I, I've kind of said the same. Um, they were just too ill-disciplined. They had an 8-2 penalty count, um, and they're really missing those key players. Nick Arima, I still don't think, is hard material. Um, and Katoa still lacks the experience. So, um, yeah, it's kind of what we were saying could happen to the Dolphins if they lost some key players, and that's unfortunately what we're seeing now. Um, mm. Who was your player that stood out? Mm, I threw down Cody Walker. I, I kind of knew you had Latrell Mitchell, but, yeah, Cody's been a, a standout the past past few weeks, and we sort of said Cody and Latrell had a bit of a slow start to the year. It's, no surprise now that these two are turning up that the Rabbitohs are starting to throw some nice big scores on the board. Yeah, and as you said, I, I went with the trail. Uh, kind of just similar to what I said last week. You know, he, he's getting himself involved a bit more and um, his kicking, goal kicking has been really good. He missed one. He, he mm. had seven kicks, including the penalty, and he, he got six of them. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what you need. So, um, yeah, hopefully for the Rabbitohs, those two players we've mentioned actually stay in this kind of consistency that they're in right now because mm. um, when they're on, they're very hard to stop. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to the, the next game. Um, Sharks defeating the Roosters 22-12. Yep. Um, yep. It was four tries to two. Matt Moylan, Ronaldo Mulatalo, uh, Braley and Brighton Nakoro with the four tries for the Sharks. Two tries for the for the Roosters, Egan Butcher and Brandon Smith. Um, yeah, it was the battle of our premiership winner tips, Brad. Um, your, your pick coming out on top. 
Yeah, and um, as you mentioned during the week, um, the Sharks and my pick to win it, but I predicted the Roosters were in this match. You said the Roosters will go all the way, and you picked the Sharks. So it's good to <laughs> yeah. see we're backing our um, minor <laughs> yeah. premier premiers um, predictions. But yeah, it wasn't the Sharks' best night out, if we can be honest here. They made heaps of errors, um, but their attack is dangerous. So when they're mm. patient, the points come. Um, they just got you know threats. So even when it looks like they're in trouble, they still find a way to get points on the board. But what did you think about the Sharks? Uh, I thought that they they got their defence sorted this week. They they did an outstanding job holding a strong attacking team like the Roosters to to just twelve. Uh, Roosters mm. kind of didn't help themselves as well, but. Uh, we saw the Sharks concede uh, a lot of points against the Warriors. So, um, and I said then, you know, that if they get the defence right, they'll they can take out the best of the best. And yeah, it was a good win for them. Yeah, and your thought on the Roosters? Discipline, 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 discipline. It's killing them. Um, they lost three to the Simba in this game, two in the last ten minutes. So. Um, they need to. They simply need to stop getting players sent to the bin and losing penalty counts if they want to string some wins together and um, make my preseason prediction look half decent. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of said the same. They were their own worst enemies. Three Simbins um, almost guarantees a loss. Um, they just need an attitude adjustment. Um, if they want to get up the ladder, they need to sort that out. If they everything else is fine, um, but yeah, you you just can't um, have that many players um be that ill disciplined but your player that stood out i, I think we got the same one this week yeah um i see i, I typed it out wrong and wrote nacho hines on, yeah. on my notes so yeah nico hines Noco. Noco. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he he was great again I, I feel like you can almost pencil him in for every game before the game's even played yeah he's one of those um, guys eh yeah, do you think going a little bit off tangent? I know because we've got heaps of time. We're heaps of time here. Um, do you think he gets a call up to Origin this year? I think he's every chance. I think it's aided by Jackie Whiten calling time on his rep career. Um, I think there's a nice number fourteen spot waiting if they mm. would have decide to keep their Penrith halves combo. I would chuck Nico on the bench. Covers a few different positions there and one of the form players of the comp the past couple of years so why wouldn't you it'd be waste it'd be a waste not to pick him i'd have him in the house myself but so would um, i yeah personally i'd be starting him but I, i'd have him in cleary but i i don't mind seeing you guys um yeah <laughs> someone merely had said um the warriors proved that wrong remember the sharks game last year one send off one simbin and we still lost i'd rather not but, remember that one yeah <laughs> That's true, but um, the Warriors were a different different team last year that would let things like that happen. Um, the Roosters shouldn't. Um, but yeah, next game Friday, Seagulls Storm Seagulls winning um, eighteen to eight. Yep, Battle of Brookie uh, was was only two tries to one. Tom Trevojevic and Lachlan Croker for Manly, and Will Warbrick the one try for the Storm. Um, Two conversions for DCE, three penalties for DCE, and a cup, a few sinbins. Um, yeah, Tui Malo Vainga, Tui Kamikamitha, Justin Olam. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, this spoilers for a little bit later. This was the only game Simon got wrong in his picks. Um, game we all got wrong. 
Um, but yeah, still not a polished performance from Manly, um, but with big efforts from DC and Tommy Turbo, they, it just seems to get this side across the line. Um, yeah, happy to see Manly um, do it. Um, but what were your take on Manly? I, probably not not as slick as we see, see them at times, but they seem fired up and, and wanting to show aggression at home. And I think that was just the ticket. You know, it did a good job of dis- disrupting uh, anything Melbourne was, was trying to do. Yeah, and your thoughts on Melbourne? Um, I think it's been hard for them to... They, they haven't been able to put the same spine out week on week, and again, with Meany out having to reshuffle their spine, I think it's hurting their flow. Uh, yep. They did look good the past couple of weeks before this, but, yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, it's tough when you're reshuffling your spine all the time. It's We saw their, um, we on. saw them fall, fall off. Warriors have been doing that all year, mate. We're not. Oh, no, we're but not we're, we're special, mate. But, um, yeah, I've put uh, it was very unstorm-like again, full of errors and penalties, and they looked out of sync, which is going with that spine that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, just in time for their Anzac Day bounce back, you know. Um, it's, yes. It's unfortunate. Um, I feel like all these big tests for the Warriors, um, all these teams seem to be coming in off a loss. Um, so, yeah, who was your player that stood out? I knew you were going to put DCE. I was going to put Tommy Turbo, but I put Olukuatu. Um, if nothing, if nothing else, for his uh, hit on Justin Olam, just oh, love beautiful. the aggression. This guy is scary, man. Um, I think he's got to be somewhere in the discussions for Origin selection as well, or like on the fringes at least. Um, he's just intimidating. Uh, love watching him play. Yeah. Um... Yeah, great pick. I've gone with DCE. I thought he, um, you know, kicking, he, he kicked well. He just was directing the team. And, yeah, he always seems to um, lead this team into some good things when he's in the right form. And I feel like I had to pick a half since I gave you crap about picking halves all the time. So, um, yeah, there should be standoff T-shirts. you definitely buy one. I tried to get a, a T-shirt thing lined up, and I can't get it. They um they don't like me, so I'm still working on it. So um give me give me time. Um Nick, I'm, I'm working on it. Um next game, probably the only game that mattered. Um Warriors defeating the Cowboys 22-14. Yes, uh yeah, fantastic result. It was four tries to three for the Warriors. Adam Blake, Ed Cossey, Josh Curran, and Dylan Walker. Three tries for the Cowboys, Murray Taolangi. Ruben Cotter and Val Holmes. Um, what do you think of this one, Brad? You were there. How, how was yeah. it? Yeah, it was tough to watch. Um, to be honest, the Warriors were giving away so many six agains. We're dropping the ball, um, but that grit that we've been talking about all year um, was on form again. With some strong defensive patches, they felt at moments that they were camped on their own try line forever. Um, and you're like, the Cowboys have got to get through at some point, but they just didn't. Um, so fully commending the Warriors there. The wind was horrible, um, as you guys kept reminding me, because I kept telling you guys during the game, there's no wind. Don't know what you're talking about. The wind's gone. And then the wind would come back. And um, it was blowing from you know north to south, east to west. It changed all the time, which we saw with those conversions. You know, It wasn't the greatest night for Sean. Horrible mm. night for Valentine. Um 
yeah but very happy to see the warriors win again it was i said it in my review it was a must win with the games coming up in the next three weeks they couldn't go into anzac day on a loss so very happy to see them do it um but what was your take on the warriors uh i thought obviously we definitely made it hard on ourselves with with our errors and infringements as well um what i did like on the positive side of things our defense looked back on back on track this week and we turned away a lot of Cowboys attacking raids. Um, they seemed to have a lot of ball there for large periods of the game, and we kept turning them away and turning them away. So I was very happy with that and obviously just getting the result. Um, with, yeah, with, all our, and, with all our injuries, it's 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 a big result. Yeah, um, a lot of injuries, a lot of key players still out and um, a, a tough team that they had to face. And, yeah, did it well. But your take on the Cowboys... Uh, they definitely looked out of sync and affected by injuries, especially in the pack, having to play um, Granville up front. And, and yeah, it's it's definitely not ideal. They, they're already running with Cotter in the middle. So, um, you know, they're missing some punch there. I mean, Cotter obviously goes hard all day. And, yeah, it's just, they're just not quite clicking, Brad. Not sure what, what the problem is there. Yeah, um, I know if we're talking about the Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The lineup and they're undervalued. But if you go player to player, I still think they had an edge over the Warriors just on paper. Um, I know they had Jake Granville in the front row, but we had Jazz. Jazz is a much tougher player than Granville. Granville's still a tough little bugger. But, um, yeah, the Cowboys should have won this match. I don't understand how they came away with a loss. They spent so much time in the Warriors' red zone. Um, But they just can't build cohesion, um, and they need a lot of work if they want to be a finals team again. They're playing now how everyone predicted they would be last year. Yeah. This is the Cowboys everyone expected last year. So I don't want to be that guy, but maybe that last year was just a, you know, out of the blue anomaly. And um, yeah. hopefully that's not what we talk about next year when it comes to the Warriors. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's something not working at the, the Cowboys again. Yeah. They've definitely taken a step back. But who was your player to stand out? Um, I went with Dylan Walker and... He was he was selected in a position where we had a key injury with Tamari Martin out, um, but it just shows you know we we seem to have that next man up mentality and 
yeah, we may have lost his impact off the bench, but what a guy to put in at six alongside SJ. And, and I think you know, he obviously took his opportunity to grab a nice try, but he was very strong defensively too. He had um, Jeremiah Nanai running out of most of the night and he just kept kept turning him away and, and bringing him down. It was I thought he was really good. Yeah, I thought he had a great game. Um, a bit patchy at the start when he was trying yeah. to find his groove, yeah. but then once he got into it, he was fine. Um, but yeah, Mikey's um, on my page because my player, I picked Marcelo Mondoya. Um, I just thought he was great. He got moved to centre. Um, it's not like he's never played it before. He's even played it for the Warriors. But yeah. I thought he was great. And that try he set up for Kossi was that so came good. out of nowhere. It was a messy so pass. Messi passed out the back. He got it, just ran straight, fended everybody that was around him. I thought he was going to fend Kossi at one point. Um, and then, yeah, had the vision to, um, you know, just flick it to Kossi instead of trying to be a hero on his own. Credit needs to go to Kossi there too for changing his line and making sure he was on the inside Yeah. Um, instead of just staying out. And, um, yeah, thought it was a great effort from Montoya. And I'm, I'm happy for him to stay in the centres at the moment because – Kossi hasn't done anything wrong to deserve to be dropped. DCE, he was a bit bit iffy in this game, but it was his first game back. So, um, Did you I'm say happy. DCE? Uh, DC, DWZ. There's <laughs> uh, too many, too many abbreviations, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Dallin was a bit patchy, but he, you know, he's going to get back yeah. into the groove. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it strengthens them instead of weakening them by taking a guy out. Um, he did. He got. He did get skinned on the outside by Murray Talangi a few times. Um, Talangi is a quality player, though. It's yes, not like yes, he was he, getting. No, I think it's just down to him being short of game time. So I think he'll be better for the run and only get better. I think he was just being clever. He kept giving him the outside edge, and he kept touching the the sideline. So, <laughs> so it was working. Um, but yeah, great game. Very very proud of. Um, getting to leave Mount Smart with yet another win. Still yeah. undefeated at home. So um, that's always good. Tough next home game, though. Um, yes. But we'll we'll move on to the next game. Um, Panthers defeating the Knights 16-15. Yeah, the game everyone was talking about was a great game. Uh, the Knights actually outscored the Panthers in terms of tries, three tries to two. Uh, Tyson Gamble, Tyson Frizzell, the Tysons get, getting tries. And Phoenix Crossland and the Panthers had two try scorers, Brian Tor and Jamin Salmon, the weak gutted dog. Um, yeah, hell of a hell of a game, Brad. Really exciting. You watch this one live, and yeah, I found myself cheering for the Knights, but unfortunately, not quite. Not couldn't quite yeah. get it done. Yeah, so um, talking about the winners first, uh, the Panthers, they looked off pace for a large part of this game, to be honest, but they hung in there and Clutch Cleary was the hero again. You know, um, getting that field goal with a couple of minutes to go to level this game and then getting the match winner um, not long after Golden Point started. He's got ice in his veins and, mm. you know, when he's on like that, you just can't you can't give him any chances, which is what Fitzgibbon tried to stop. Um, but what yeah. was your take on the Panthers? Yeah, very similar to you, I thought not quite playing to their normal A plus standard, but they found a way to win, which they so often do. It doesn't doesn't matter how you win them, it, as long as you yeah. pick up the two points, it, two points all the same. So, um, just shows what a class team they are to be not not at their best. 
the other team probably playing as well as they could have possibly played and um, they they still come away with the win. Yeah. Um, so your thoughts on the Knights? I thought they were spirited, really spirited, um, you know, in front of a very vocal home crowd. I thought the crowd was fantastic. Um, strong first half. They took their opportunities and, you know, they, they earned to lead, which they defended really well for the most part. But a couple of errors and penalties late in the game allowed the Panthers to creep back in it and then steal it. Yeah, I've got. Um, they'll be disappointed in losing here. Oh, yeah. Irony, you know, every team's disappointed when they lose. But um, I thought it was a really solid performance from them. Um, a bit of fine tuning. Paul, um, if Miller was a bit more accurate with his boot, um, we'd probably be yeah. talking about a different different story here. But yeah. yeah, I think a bit of fine tuning. They'll be a troublesome team, and I still think. They're a better team without Ponga, and Ponga's back this week, so you watch. They'll probably go backwards against the Cowboys. Um, but, yeah, who was um, your player? It's a bit hard to predict who your player might be for this game, Richie. you got to put Cleary for just for the clutch moments. Yeah. They, they may not have been yeah. at their best, but, you know, two field goals, um, just clutch, man. Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, he's just too good. Um, next game, last game on Saturday, Broncos um, just scraping through against the Titans, beating them 43-26. Um, I'll give you a bit of time to go through the, the score sheet here. Yep, it was seven tries to four. Uh, Jordan Rickey, Herbie Farnworth, Reese Walsh, Jesse Arthurs, Kurt Capewell, Ezra Mam, and Selwyn Cobbo. So they spread their tries around. Uh, four tries for the Titans, Philip Sami. Khan Pereira got two, and Cruz Leeming grabbed a try. Um, what do you think about this one? Um, yeah, I thought the Broncos looked a little exposed at points, um, but when they spot an opening, um, they bust it wide. Um, they got the um, four tries in quick succession um, in the second half that sealed the deal, kind of like what we saw, I think it was when they played the Dragons, where mm. they just turned a switch and they were just um, unstoppable. Um they do have a good mix of simple footy with X Factor, which is a dangerous mix. And um, like Nick said in the in the comments, Kevy's halftime speeches must be legendary. Yeah, um, I think the Titans um, look the better team in that first half. But yeah, mm. Broncos are just a class above right now. Um, what was your thoughts on the Broncos? Yeah, I thought I thought they were under the pump early in the game. They really were. Um, they got a big momentum swing where they scored back to back tries. I think. Just before and after halftime, they had um, Titans attacking kicks sort of deflected and then Broncos take it all the way and, and score. Um, that really swung the momentum. And then uh, Big Tino's sin binning um, really helped the Broncos seal the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your thoughts on the Titans? I thought I thought they were really strong in the first half. They, they looked the better team, no doubt about it. They just couldn't sustain the effort for the 480, um, yeah. especially, like I said, with uh, Tino Fatsu Malawi getting sinbinned. Um, and then, the you know, before that, conceding those those two back-to-back tries, it, it was kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, yeah, Broncos took over from there. Yeah, I had the same, really. They, they were in the fight, but I thought they mentally switched off for a stretch in that second half, which is where the Broncos ran away. Um, Tino, yeah, didn't help. He even said it in the post-match, saying that it was basically his fault they lost because he went off. 
Um, they still need serious work on their defense. Um, it constantly lets them down. Um, you go up against the Broncos, you can't do the whole, we'll just score more tries than you mentality because it's not going to work because the Broncos will always score more. Um, your player to stand out. Not often I pick someone off the losing team, but uh, Moe Furueka I thought was um, really, really good. Uh, I think in the first half he had, I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it was between 15 and 20 runs and I think nearly 150 metres in the first half alone and just felt like the commentators were saying his name every <laughs> every few seconds. Um, so I thought he was really good. I'll show some front row love for you, Brad. Yeah, I'm continuing the front row love, going with Payne Haas again. Um, thought he was just um, dominant in the middle um, for the Broncos. And, yeah, he turns out numbers that, you know, I, I wish – we would have a, a couple more front rowers and the Warriors that could do numbers like Payne. Um, yeah. Be amazing. But, yeah, thought it was another great night for him. Um, but, yeah, great effort. Um, now, we go into Sunday, which wasn't the greatest when it comes to footy. Uh, Richie, uh, the Raiders defeating the Dragons 20-14. to 14. Yeah, it was close. I was, I was ready to crow if the Dragons won because I took the Dragons. Uh, wasn't to be. Three tries apiece for the Raiders, Sebastian, Chris, Matt Timoko and Hudson Young. Uh, three tries for the Dragons, Tao Tao Monga, Matthew Fenge and Tao Tao Monga grabbed second one. So it was goal kicking. Yeah. Jared, Jared Croker, the man, the man of the moment. He's um he's back in a big way and that, that was the difference. Yeah, I got um it was a poor game from both sides. Um, but credit to the Raiders for nailing their kicks, which was the difference, as you said. Wasn't a performance to really be proud of, but uh take the win because you you need them right now. Um but yeah, dreadful game to watch. Um but what was your take on the Raiders? Yeah, similar, mate. I, they'll be happy to walk away with the two points at home, but Clearly a messy effort, which won't cut it against stronger opposition. Yeah. And your thoughts on the Dragons? Uh, they didn't play well. They could have come away winners in Canberra, which would have been a great result. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like last week in the game, but couldn't close it out at the end. Yeah. Um, I thought they just looked dreadful um, and they were clunky. Um, couldn't hit a conversion to save their lives. Um could it honestly be a game they were letting slip towards the back end of the season. Um, if they are pushing for the, the top eight at any point, um, this might be the one that, that bites them. But um, who was your player? Like we said, the messy game, hard to pick someone that was really outstanding, but I thought Hudson Young was quite good. And in the key moment when the game was on the line, he came up with the big play of the, the uh, strip when the Dragons yep. had the ball and then he ran... 70, 80 metres to score, showed good pace. Even though I think it was borderline, I think that was a borderline sh- strip. I I know the players dropped off, but the Dragons player was on his knees and I almost thought tackle was completed. But, hey, yeah. either way, big play, big, big play. And he, he, he was smart. He got simbined in the final minute of the game, so it didn't really affect his team too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, my player, I cheated. I just went with Jared Croker. Um they won because of the kicks. He got 100% on his kicking. So um, he was the difference in the end. Um, and great to see. Um, still find it hard to believe that they didn't have him in the team last year. But Is that the second week in a row 
picked him. Yep, um, second yeah, week in a row. I picked least. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, could still be nostalgia um, dragging me. But um, last game, Eels defeating the Bulldogs thirty to four. If you want to give us that rundown, Richie. Yep, five tries to one for the Eels. Will Pinasini, Mike Asivo, Mitchell Moses, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Mike Asivo grabbed a second, uh, not long from full time. Only the one try for the doggies, Paul Alamotti. Feel yeah, sorry for the so, dogs, Brad. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I just got um, the Eels needed to win convincingly against the injury hit Bulldogs, and they did it. Um, RCG dominated the middle, and Gutherson was linking well with Mitchell. Um, if they keep at this level, then they are a threat. It's just, as I say every week, consistency is the Eels' problem. The team that, um, you know, put 26 points on the Bulldogs could score next to nothing this week and look like yeah. a completely different team. Um, but what's your take on the Eels? Yeah, very similar. I I said a win was expected for the Eels, given the injury crisis the Dogs are facing. Uh, they got the job done and with a good margin as well, but it's it's hard to gauge what the Eels will take from that game. You know, such is the level that the Dogs are depleted. They're, um, yeah, it's hard to get a read on what they take from that because, like you say, um, coming up against better opposition won't be the, yeah. won't be the case. Yeah, and um, your thoughts on the Bulldogs? Sorry, Jack. I do feel sorry for them, mate. I... <laughs> It's hard to expect a lot from a team already missing Adokar, Kikau, um, Avarillo, Braden Burns, Luke Thompson, Franklin Pele, Andrew Davey, Fa'amanu Brown, and then losing their best player, Karaz, who's been their best player for most of the year during the game. It's What do you do? It's yeah. <laughs> They were running with most of their New South Wales Cup side. Yeah. Um, I kind of done the same thing without feeling sorry for them. Um, I just said they're, they're missing too much firepower, and it was an apple battle for them all night. Going to be a tough stretch for them until they get some troops back. Mm. As simple as that. I uh, I only feel sorry for them because it's the doggies. Don't get me wrong, Jacko. If this was like the Roosters or the Storm, I'd be loving it. Yeah, and um, your player that stood out? King Gutho. Um yeah, Gutherson was outstanding. Ate up heaps of Burton bombs. Um, looked dangerous all night. What, why are the Eels looking for another fullback or outside back? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I picked him as well. Um, the fact that they see him at fullback as their weak link is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, thought he was great again. Um, not a man crush. He, he's just a good player. Poor get off that, eh? Um, so, yeah, that was round seven. Um, so what's first? Is it the ladder? Cool. Yep. Ladder. So I'll do the top eight this week. You do the bottom, the bottom line. Um, so first still is Brisbane Broncos, uh, Penrith, a second, Warriors, a third, uh, Manly, a fourth, Rabbitohs, a fifth, Cronulla, a sixth, Melbourne, a seventh, and Dolphins, eight. Yep. And the bottom half of the table goes... Like this, the Roosters in ninth, Gold Coast Titans in tenth, Newcastle in eleventh. They've dropped to eleventh. Parramatta and have gone up to twelfth. Saint George, Illawarra thirteenth, Canberra fourteenth, Bulldogs fifteenth, North Queensland sixteenth, West Tigers 
got off the mark with the bye, but their last place. Um, They've got points now, though, mate. They do have points. And then all the way down to 10th, Gold Coast, uh, 6th, 5th, number 5 through 10, all on 8 points. So it's a nice little log jam going on there. Yeah, definitely. And um, I humble brag, but the team I predict has been minor premiers or at least in the top eight, unlike yours. Um, so, you but know. they're on. But like I just said, there you go. There's, 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 there's sort of picking immortality for you. <laughs> the, team I, the team I thought might come top are actually in the top half. Wow, yeah, exactly. It's what it what happens. Um, so yeah, great ladder. Great to see the Warriors still up there. Um, yeah. If we want to talk about the picks, see, have you got that pick um, for us, Paul, of our tips from last week? There we go. So, as I said in our review, Simon only got one game wrong um, with He's the storm pulling away. down. But he um, is seven from eight, leading us with 35 out of 56. Richie got six out of eight and is sitting second, 32 out of 56. And then I'm at the bottom. I got six out of eight, too, and I'm 30 out of 56. Yeah, I like I like him better than fifty percent, guys. Unlike you, yeah. uh, you guys are scraping it. <laughs> it is I'll what place it is. I, I, I know he's that kind of player, like he's that kind of person. <laughs> I I won I won by that much last year that I want to give you guys a chance. So I'm having my second win later on in the season. Um, watch, we'll watch see, the space. We'll see. So yeah, that was the round. So we may as well go into questions. Um, I think you Just got a, a couple, did you? Yeah. I got a surprise for you. So while you've all been uh, yeah. been chatting away, I've done a I've done a, a quick. Um, uh, someone someone said that he would wear, uh, he would have uh, he'd like some merch. So I've I've set up a set up a, a t shirt store. Um, in uh, in the last few minutes, there so there go. we go. So um, here you go. So, so yeah, so I will uh, I'll throw that link in the um, uh, in 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 the old chat. I've got no idea how the cash comes to us or if we make anything off it, but uh, but hey, you can have a uh, you can have a um. A t-shirt with our logo on if you want um that's just throwing the link in the chat no idea if um how this how, how good this store is i'll be honest but um yeah sort of just give it a go um so there you go folks actually yeah. oh, at your own um own peril um, yeah and i'm great. still i'm still fighting the the big men at red bubble to try to get uh, an account um since they suspended the one i tried um so I, i'll keep working on another one I expect to see Brad wearing one of those standoff ones in the next couple of weeks now. Oh, man. How long does it take to get to you? God it says well, three well, days, so um, which is uh, three to five working days. Um, Princeton, in New Zealand, um, and free free shipping New Zealand if you buy over two hundred dollars worth. Um, so, um, so that's yeah. an awful lot of t-shirts to uh, to get oh, over two hundred dollars worth. Um, I'm not but, buying two hundred dollars uh, worth of t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so questions you're making a spec about Paul? Oh, I am absolutely. It's all it's all fun. So um, uh, I think we've had this story before, but uh, Nicholas wants to know, uh, um, Brad, um, oh, sorry, Richie, um, why did you choose New South Wales? Uh there's a couple of reasons. A lot of the players I liked when I was a little one, uh, before the Warriors came about, were New South Wales players: uh, Andrew Eddinghausen, uh, Brad Clyde. Uh, Harrigan, guys like that. Um, so I just found more, I, le- I leaned towards New South Wales. Uh, the junior footy team I used to play for used to wear light blue. So that kind of, I, I aligned with that as well. Um, yeah. 
and no, no one gives a damn as to why uh, as to why Brad supports the Maroons. So we'll we'll skip past that. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but Bjorn is asking you, Brad, what makes you happier: a Warriors win or a, or a Dragons loss? Warriors win. <laughs> if I can get both, like we did in the the week just gone, it's even better. But yeah, Warriors win. Um, yeah. Happiest if it's the Warriors beating the Dragons. Yeah, just be careful one. around around there. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Warriors, uh, Warriors beating the Dragons um, at Mount Smart. Don't go near Brad. He might give you a bear hug and squash you to death. Um, yeah. the, <laughs> um, question for both of you: Should the NRL alternate the Anzac Day game? Um, yes. Be... <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. I have the reason why they don't, but yeah, I think they do. Uh, I think they should. But um, it's it might have even been on Ruin Hammer's show, or it was some just, show. Just quickly, before, for those of you on the podcast, basically, also, should it be hosted in Melbourne one year and Auckland the following year, obviously, at Eden Park? Yeah, um, not at Eden Park, <laughs> but if it's at yeah, Eden Park, they may as well do it in Melbourne. But, um, yeah, the Cameron Jules explained it that um, before, when they're creating the draw, every team gets a couple of musts that they get to go to the NRL going, this is what we want. And Melbourne every year say we want the Anzac game in Melbourne because it's their biggest seller. Um, that's so? the breadwinner. I know it's a so the NRL is the only one that can come in and say, well, tough shit, you have to alternate this. But they never will because it's a big winner for Melbourne. It's a big viewer in Melbourne. Um, so that it helps them out in the long run for the NRL as well. Um, yeah, Nick said it was definitely on Ruin Hammer's um, Cameron George interview. So, um, yeah, I knew he saw it somewhere. But yeah, that's why it doesn't alternate. I think it's it's rubbish. It should alternate because it's an Anzac match. So having an Anzac match consistently in Australia kind of defeats the purpose of it being an annual Anzac game, you know. But yeah, but like Jacko said, they'll never agree. Um, yeah, I too thought that it, for one year it would be here because after the COVID and doing the whole, you know, the Warriors is so important to us, rah, rah, rah. But no. Um, that, let's be honest, that, that, that's, that, that's turned into what it was, which was just a whole bunch of hot air. Um, yeah. if, if it wasn't hot air, every team would have hosted their home game against the Warriors in New Zealand, around New Zealand, um, and would have really given back to um, to the team. But they've uh, they've decided not to, so there you go. Um, good to see that the um, Warriors' storm game on Anzac Day will be uh, free to air on TV3 um, over yeah. here in New yeah. Zealand. Yeah, which is great to see. Um, I know they did a couple other games. I think the origin is Origin one of the Origin games free to air this year too. I think it is. Um, but yeah, it's good it's to see. It's, really, it's not on Prime, which is a Sky thing. But there you go. Yeah, um, no, it's a deal they got with TV three for something. Um, but yeah, at least the Warriors are playing in a position where people might actually watch it on TV three. Yep. Um, Anyone else happening with the uh, big um, Moa Marlow at Titans? Mal, Mal Malo. Is, is he still coming back from injury? I think he is still coming back from injury, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm just looking. Oh, um, breaking news. The Hammers just signed a deal to the end of 2027 with the Dolphins. Nice. FYI. It just popped up when I went onto the website. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad that's relevant uh, <laughs> to the question. Well done, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. It's not relevant to the question, but it's, it's relevant to the... Um, what, what were your thoughts it's on... It's a big deal. What were your thoughts on um, the uh, Cowboys players uh, jumping in the air when uh, SJ was trying to take his last shot goal? Is that... Um, 
Is that, yeah. is that, is that bad, bad, bad sportsmanship? Yeah, I rubbed no. Mira the wrong way a little bit. I think the Sharks players did it to him too when when he was lining up the game-winning penalty against the Sharks. So, you, you, wusses. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a penalty. It's not like oh, a conversion. You know, they, it, we should get a free shot from a penalty. They've, we got they've a free got, shot anyway. They've infringed. Yeah, yeah ah. a distracted free shot. It's it's all fine. You guys are just wusses. Um, and looking at the um, the injury chart on the NRL website, Mamalo's not even on it. Okay. So as far as the website's concerned, he's fit. So I don't know. It's I guess the Titans just think they're going so well that the guy that they asked to get straight away isn't needed. Well, um, can't Pereira and um, can't Pereira is playing really well, and so yeah, Philip Sami. So Sami's def- playing really well. In their defence, their wingers are playing really well, but then why sign? Get a get a winger urgently if you're not going to use him. I don't get it. But, yeah. um, any other questions for everyone, Paul? Or? No, just to point out that yeah, the first um, the first Origin game is on three is free to air on three as well. Yeah, cool. Um, my one's a bit quicker, so I'll go with my one first, Richie. Mm. Um, the Warriors have four players off contract this year: Sean Johnson, Marcelo Montoya, Adam Pompey, and Bailey Serenin. Who would you sign, and who would you be happy to let go if any? The first two, Sean Johnson, Marcelo Montoya, um, I, I would want to re-sign them at least. Um, Sean, you know, it was looking dodgy. If, if you take this year out of the equation and look on last year's form, uh, yep. a lot of people saying maybe he, he should retire, but I think he's earned another another go around. So I, I'd really like to see Sean and Marcelo get another contract. Um even Pompey, I think, has shown glimpses this year where I think, why not, you know, Brad's smirking, why not persist with him for a little while? Um, he's got downsides, but he's shown some good upsides lately. Bailey Serenin, I could take or leave, but he's shown some good sort of um, utility value. Um, yeah, keep them all. <laughs> yeah, um, to be honest, yeah, at the, at, at the start of the year, I would have said Montoya is the only one. Um, and then Paul's leaving us to uh, fill his alcoholic desires um, while we go in here. So, um, yeah, at the start of the season, it would have just been Montoya. It would have said Pompey, Bailey, get rid of them. Sean, you know, watch Sean, really. Unless Sean's amazing, there's no point. He has been amazing. If he wants to go on another year, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, yeah. yeah, Montoya's a must. Um, Pompey, I... It's like I feel like it's an abusive relationship between me and him. Um, <laughs> everything in my heart is telling me I need to let him go, but he keeps doing little things here and there. It's like I, you know, he's a good guy and all, you know, he, I'll give him another chance. That's how I feel with him at the moment. He can do some amazing things. Um, he's every week he's getting a little bit better at doing it for longer periods. So. I'd say at the moment, Valera and Rocco Berry aren't really kicking the door down, um, to mm. be honest. So keep him. Um, and Bailey Serenin is Mr. Invisible at the best of times for me, but he has been playing well in this utility role. So yeah. um, I'm sure he's a guy you can get key, nice and cheap. Um, yeah. But we've got a lot of good forwards, so you could let him go um, without it you know, derailing the team. But um, yeah. your question for me. Um, 
So we saw the Warriors beat the Cowboys again on the weekend. Uh, it's been quite the fall from grace for, for the Cowboys this season after a breakout year last year. Uh, where do you think it's gone wrong? And would you write off their playoff chances already? Uh, I think it's still too early to write many teams off from making it. It all depends on how they're going to go. Like If they string some wins together, they're back in it. It's... It's that simple. Um, where it's gone wrong, I think maybe they they surprised everyone last year. No one's, you know, taking them for granted when they face them this year. And um, I think, yeah, like Paul said, maybe they've figured them out. I think they potentially haven't done enough in the offseason to change or improve on what they did last year. So they're going in with the same the same game plan and it's not working potentially. Um, it's hard to say. Um, Payton's, you know, he's a switched-on individual. I'm sure he will find something. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's screaming a lot like his first year with them where they're not really doing anything. Um, and, yeah, Jacko said they're not as fit as last year. Mm. Um, yeah, that potentially they came into the offseason going, we're the top four side now, you know, that's that's where we are, and took it a bit lightly, and they've lost a bit of that hunger potentially, and it um, as a result of them not being as fit as they were. They looked gassed in both games they played the Warriors. Um, watching it live last week, they were out on their feet, um, which is, you know, what Blocker says the Warriors are all the time. But you could tell they they were gassed, and um, you just can't. You can't be gassed in the NRL because it's just you need to be playing the same way in the first minute as you are in the 80th, and they're just not doing it. Hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, like Mike said, worries are super fit. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, anything else you want to add to that before we move on to the the round eight? Yeah, I think they've been a little unlucky with injuries, but so have a lot of teams. Um, and I think yeah, a couple of the key ingredients from last year, Jeremiah Nanai coming out of nowhere, having a massive impact. I think he's been a bit more quiet this year. Um, you know, maybe teams are really looking out for him. I know we looked after him really well in the games we played, yeah, the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I'm not wanting to write them off just yet, though. Like you say, um, if they get some of their cattle back, their every chance of going on a run. But, um, yeah. It's unlikely, but you can't rule it out. Um, yeah, I can't rule it and, out. Yeah, and Jacko said Peyton's aftermatch presses are a great watch. Yeah, I was actually – I do like watching his because as much as I love the guy, he's a whiner. If, if his team loses, he kind of um, bitches and complains, but he didn't really do that in this one because he had nothing to stand on there um, for it. But, yeah, sometimes he can get a bit whiny. Um, but, yeah, um, no disrespect to him. I uh, love him as a coach, and I'm sure he'll he'll get them back on track. Um, yeah, Justin Horro calls them the depressor, the losing team. Yeah, this, uh, Justin Horro seems to have a real joy in watching the losing team presses every week. Um, he mentioned it on his podcast. Said he just he doesn't like watching the ones from the team that won. He just likes watching the team that lost. Um, I yeah, I generally only do that with Ricky Stewart myself. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to round eight. The Warriors Storm game. We'll we'll talk about first um, playing Anzac Day on Tuesday night before our show next week. Um, you want to run down the the Warriors lineup? Yes. Uh... The Warriors line up as follows. Number one, Chance Nicol-Klostad. 
the wings, DWZ and Ed Cossey. The centres, Marcelo Montoya, Adam Pompey. The halves, Dylan Walker, Sean Johnson. So unchanged back line there. Ford Pack, Adam Fenor Blake, Freddie Lussick, Jess Tavanga, Jackson Ford. Maratania Cordy has been named to come back. Tohu Harrison, 13. The interchange is Bailey Seren and Josh Curran. Bunty R4, Tom Ale. Yeah, and uh, the Storm, we've got Nick Meany at fullback, Will Walbrick and Xavier Coates on the wings, Remus Smith and Justin Ollum in the centres, halves of Munster and Hughes. Um, front row, Nelson Osofa Solomona is back, unfortunately. Um, Harry Grant um, at hooker, Christian Welsh, the other prop. Trent, um, Lu- how do you say his name, Richie? Loera? Lu- Lu- yeah, something like that. Loera? 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 Yeah, and Elise Katoa um, as the other second rower, Josh King at lock. And then their interchange, they got Bronson Garlic, Alec McDonald, Tom Eisenhuth, and Tarek Sims um, on the interchange. And yeah, um, as said in the comments, um, Nelson ripped the Warriors apart in the preseason. I was mm. really hoping he wouldn't be back for this game. Um, disappointed to see that Wade Egan didn't make it back. I saw listened to an interview with Webster saying that they could have named him but they decided another week would be better for his well-being. And in hindsight, I think I said it on a comment on one of um, my posts saying, um, I'd rather him be there at the back end of the season than trying to push him for the Anzac game and then we lose him. So, um, yeah. And the interchange is what I would pick. I I like that we don't have Tane in there to not be used. Um, What's your take on the Warriors lineup and the the Storm? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's. I like that it's. It hasn't changed a lot, you know. We're, we're performing well, so bringing back Neokore is an obvious one, which is good. And I think the balance of the sides a bit better this week, having him back. Um, like you say, not having to pick you off the bench just to be wasted. Um, yeah, the Storm side is worrying. Obviously, I saw for Solomon back and Nick Meany back as well. So. Um, Back to looking dangerous again. Yeah, dangerous team. So I've gone with the Storm. Um, I feel like the Warriors could win this one. This could be the one they get, but I think the Storm are just too good at home. And the only difference is I think it's going to be close, which is something that it hasn't been for what feels like forever. So um, I'm really interested to see how the Warriors fare, but I think the Storm are just going to have the edge in a close one. Yeah, I... If I think back to my preseason prediction, one of the ones we did on Ruin Hammer's show was that. Um, what show? What was other yeah, show? That that other show. Um, I talked about this game and I said I think we'll get close, but it might come down to some rubbish officiating. It was a little bit tongue in cheek, but I got to back my tip from then. And so you're picking Storm as well. I'm picking Storm in a close one. Yeah, and uh, Simon, we may as well do it here while you're here. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is um, yeah, going for the uh, going for the storm um, on this one. The, uh, the, the 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 big purple machine is uh, is going to roll into town. Well, actually, it's yeah. home, aren't they? They're at home, so I'm not really rolling into town. But uh, yeah, keeping it uh, uh, against. But look, when they have got the biggest crowd at home, it's it's the, they've got to they've got to they've got to show up for their home team. Yeah, but yeah, this is going to be the true indicator for how the Warriors actually are if they can come in and be competitive because. Even 2018, the last year, Paul, they actually made the finals. They still they were on like a five and zero run at the start of the year, 
And then when they got to Anzac Day, they still got pants by like 30, 40 points. Mm. Um, and that was when they were going well. It just always happens. So if they can go well against here, as I said, I think they can get the win. Um, if they get the win, it's going to be amazing. There's nothing better than picking against the Warriors and being wrong. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it'll be good. But um, we may as well go on to the rest of the round. Um, and then, yeah, and it's also, look, it's, it's, uh, they've, they've got the Roosters after that. Um, then the Panthers. And then Panthers. Um, it's, so, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a serious number, it's a serious uh, run of games before they uh, get the Bulldogs. When I'm sure the Bulldogs have all their players back by then. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the rest of the round, um, if you've got the fixtures there, um, we'll go into it. Um, first game up, we've got Rabbitohs Panthers. I've gone with the Panthers because they're the Panthers. Um, what say you, Richie? Yeah, I'm going to go Panthers. I think they'll be a bit disappointed in their performance weekend just gone, so I'm expecting a bit of a rebound. Yeah, and Simon? Um, obviously, um, Cats Eat Rabbits. It's a simple one. Uh, it's, it's in the logos. Yeah. It's, uh... okay. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, thankfully, the real Simon doesn't pick with that logic, but yes. <laughs> Um, next game up, Eels Broncos. Um, you know, it's Eels won last week, so they're going to lose this week, and they're playing the Broncos. So, Broncos for me. Uh, I'm going to go Eels. The Broncos leaving Queensland for first oh, time true. in first time in an age. Yeah, that's, I didn't think about that, but yeah, no, nah, Broncos, bugger it. Well, cool. Horses, uh, horses obviously stamp on snakes. It's, it's easy. Oh, no, okay. you know, the Broncos, six, six, six it's wins, not a one state. loss. They're the eels. It's in the name, Paul. Eels, what? Oh, kind of same, same. You know, uh, they're all they're all slithery. But no, look, Broncos Broncos have had a, a fantastic season so far. I'm sure they're on the road, but um, six wins, only one loss. Um, 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 yeah, Broncos. Uh, next up, we got Bulldogs Sharks. Um, I've gone with Sharks. Because um, sharks eat bulldogs. There you go. Yeah. I, I do a Paul, a Paulism. It's probably and the easiest pick of the week, eh? Sharks. Question When will I appear and hold the ball? When I'm asked, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're going with sharks as well. And yeah. Simon? Yep, absolutely. When the, when the dog tries to swim across the river, the shark's going to get him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we got next up Cowboys Knights. Um, I've gone no, with Knights. That's the other one. Been, look, the Bulldogs got no, no players, so I mean, you've you yeah. got to go with the Sharks, haven't you? Yeah, brave man to pick the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, so next up Cowboys Knights. I've gone with Knights. I think the Cowboys just they haven't been going well and they've lost Jason Tomololo. They are um, playing at home, but I think it's going to be a bridge too far. Knights, unfortunately, do have Ponga back, which will make them worse, but I think they'll still be enough. I went Knights as well. What are you guys on? Jeez, they're just going to lasso those uh, guys off their horses, and it's uh, it's all over. The Cowboys are going to are going to do this one. I'm not quite sure what Simon's thinking. What I'm thinking with this one, to be honest, because I mean, Cowboys um, bot- uh, second bottom of the table, only the Tigers who are winless believe them. But still, surely at some point the Cowboys got to turn things around. I know where Simon's think. coming from. He's got that confidence of being like 20 points ahead of us. Well, I, I also can't believe that the, the Cowboys are a dollar seventy four. The the Knights two dollars two dollars five cents. So. I'm with I'm with the TAB here. They're, they're favourites. Yeah. yeah, so it's I think it's the night being at home and Ponga coming back makes the nights worse. So I think that's all playing into it. Um, next up is Dolphins Titans. Um, I've gone with the Dolphins. Um, I know 
I just talked about their halves not being up to scratch, but the Titans can't defend. So if there's one thing the Dolphins do, they know how to score tries through um, Isarco and the Hammer. I'll go the other way. You're going Titans? Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to catch up to you this week. <laughs> <laughs> so confident. We'll I can see. Feel it. Dolphins at home. Um, look, the Dolphins have, uh, have have been the great success story this year um, so far. Way out, way already ahead of expectations. I think um, mm. what they would achieve in the whole season. So, yeah, I'm going Dolphins again. Perhaps I'm perhaps I'm part of that. Perhaps I'm on the wagon. Perhaps I've sort of joined the uh, um, the party there a bit too much and smoking something. But uh, yeah, Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, they don't really have a bandwagon. It's like a, a boat of some kind. <laughs> the speedboat. I want the speedboat. Yeah. Party boat. And then the last game on Sunday is Tiger Sea Eagles. Um, I don't see the Tigers getting their first win of the season this week, so I've gone with Sea Eagles. Yeah, Sea Eagles. Yeah, I'm going Sea Eagles, but actually, the, the 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 Tigers are shorter odds than the Bulldogs, so which tells you something when the Tigers haven't won all season. Um, yeah. So they're not they're not the uh, they're not the rank outside of the whole, for the for the round, which is, make, makes a change. Yeah, and then we have a couple of days off, and then we have the final two games, which are on Anzac Day, which is Tuesday. First up, we have Roosters Dragons. Um, Roosters, because I'm not picking the Dragons. Yeah, Roosters. Um, yeah, Roosters. I mean, look, um, the, uh, the 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 Dragons might be uh, might be looking for some roast chicken, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna make it this game. Yeah, and then the last game, uh, I hate it when it happens like this. The last game of the round is the Warriors, so we have to wait forever, Richie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Storm Warriors. We've already talked about. We've all picked Storm, so. Um. Looking at it, we've basically all got the same. Or me and Simon almost got the same, um, bar the Knights, Cowboys, and then you and me, Richie, we're different on the Eels and Titans. So that's two. So I'll probably level with you. Um, or, or not. I think I think we'll be level. So I'll still be last. Oh, no, I'll get to go to second because of Alphabet. Oh, I'll take it. Because of Alphabet. Alphabet. <laughs> I look at the making the uh look he's making the the slide and hence that's how he uh how he decides these um these we need, of a, we need a bit of tiebreaker well i've got to get them right first so, <laughs> um so yeah that was the and, round uh, so um that was the round but uh here's my um here's the multi that's up there now for the um uh for uh for, for all the ones we agree on so where uh, all three yeah. of us agree so um yeah so panthers sharks eagles Roosters and Storm, if they'll win, $6.86 came my way and making up for the losses of the last two weekends where yeah. um, you guys all, all, all screwed get, me over with your, with your picks. We're getting closer, though, because the first week you got two wrong. Last week you got one wrong. So this week means you'll go from one to none. So it's in the back. Hang on. Look at what says. I got one wrong. You guys got one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do a similar multi, but I do it for all eight. So I get it wrong every week. Um so I, I think all I'm going to do is, um, even though I got called a traitor earlier on, um, I'll probably put a bet on the Warriors to beat the Storm. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And, yeah, so, um, yeah, we got Storm and Wise first half tip for tat. Second half, we'll dominate the middle and close out an upset. That'd I really hope so. I would really take that so. all day. Um, and, yeah. Uh, ending a decade of uh, recurring nightmares, winning by forces, Jacko. And Mikey's got the Warriors one to twelve. So uh, look, lots of uh, um, lots of um, uh, of love for the Warriors in the chat, um, but um, 
and uh, Jacko St. Brad would make a good politician. I'm not so sure about that hundred, one. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Thug Life, I think he might have some uh, uh, some skeletons in that closet that would uh, that would get brought out by the press. But there we go. I got Chan though, Paul. I could get through though any of those skeletons <laughs> in my closet with a smile, and I'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so um, Jacko's time to leave because we're gonna. I know we're going long, but we'll we'll do a quick quick thing on Super League. Um, so um, cheers for joining us again, Jacko. Um, see you next week. But uh, I got two little bits of news before I go through the results. George Williams and Paul Vaughan have signed contract extensions to stay with Warrington. Uh, Williams until 2026 and Vaughan until 2025. Um, great to see. I think George Williams has also announced the captain of England this week as well. Um, and Warrington were handed their first defeat of the year, um, losing to Wigan, but they remain at the top of the table um, with Wigan second, Hull KR third, and Catalans fourth. So um, the results, we had Salford defeating Castleford 14-6, to um, Uddersfield defeating Catalans 26-14, uh, Leeds defeating Hull FC 34-10, Hull KR defeating St. Helens 26-14, Wigan defeating Warrington, as I said, 13-6, and then Wakefield, they were hoping to get their first win of the season, but they went down 32-0 to Lee. Um, so disappointing for Wakefield again. Um, great to see our team, Wigan, get the, yeah. uh, get the, the win over the undefeated team. Um, and St. Helens so, losing. Yeah, and St. Helens losing. So this week... Um, we have St. Helens versus Warrington, Castleford versus Hull KR, Lee versus Leeds, Salford versus Catalans, Hull FC versus Uddersfield, and then Wigan are playing Wakefield. So I don't know if Wakefield's going to get their, their win this week either. Um, but yeah, any any takes on the Super League? Uh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll try and catch a couple of the games this week. I never catch yeah. them live. I always catch them... Yeah. Um, delayed when i watched them but um yeah it's i'm just happy to see wigan winning and st helens losing and looks like it's going to be another good win this weekend fingers crossed i don't want to jinx it yeah so yeah um ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on standoff with brad and richie here on new zealand sport radio for your weekly update on rugby league remember to tune into our show next week at 8 p.m here on facebook or on youtube um, or at your convenience on IR Radio or Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, cheers for joining me again, Richie. Cheers, Paul, for cheers. joining us, doing everything in the background. And good night, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 